Hey everyone, welcome to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. And I'm Steve. And today we are going to be covering movies featuring exorcisms. We're going to be talking about The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Last Exorcism, and The Conjuring. So, enjoy. I don't care about my reputation. What I care about is telling Emily Rose's story. Church, venerates thee as her guardian and protector. To thee, the Lord has entrusted the souls of the redeemed to be led into heaven. Pray therefore the God of peace to crush Satan beneath our feet. Do you understand how long they can put you away for this? I want people to hear what only I can tell. And what is that? What really happened to Emily and why? she believed that her actual possession began that night at the hospital? I think she did. Emily had epilepsy. Father Moore's beliefs are based on superstition. Did Father Moore ask you to give her any medical help? I couldn't help her. Why couldn't you help her? Because there are no injections against the devil. All right, so we're going to start out with The Exorcism of Emily Rose. It was released in 2005. It starred Laura Linney as Aaron Brunner, Tom Wilkinson as Father Moore, and... Jennifer Carpenter as Emily Rose. The movie follows a court case in which Father Moore is being charged with the accidental killing of Emily Rose as he was performing her exorcism. She ended up dying of, like, um, starvation. Starvation. Starvation, (laughs) yeah. Uh, um, There's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, so... um, Malnourishment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the movie is told through flashbacks through the court case showing... How the events unfolded, yeah. Um, The movie was made specifically in a way to where it was kind of open-ended to whether it was actually a demonic possession or something, just natural events. Like, it doesn't really explain it fully. Mental health. Mental health and then neglect on Mm -hmm. everybody else's part. The movie is based on a true story. It's based on the story of Annalise... Michael, I think her name is. Um, it was a girl who died basically the same story as, as this, and the priest was charged, I think he ended up doing 15 months in prison for the accidental killing of the girl. Um, there's clips online. I'll play one right now, but, like, just a heads up, it's pretty fucking creepy. <laughs> Yo, this the that clip every time I put it on in front of Dan, like, the first time, he cried. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like, he straight, he was like, dude, you're fucking me up. And his eyes were, like, tearing up. So, like, now, like, I'll just secretly, like, late at night, like, play it on my phone, and he gets so (laughs) pissed. Uh It's so creepy, but it's very, like, it's very true to how Exorcism of Emily Rose did it. Like, the, like, growling and, like, Mm -hmm. the, like, evil-sounding voice and, um, much like Yeah, the the fact that there was, like, 
five different voices or something in her, right? Yeah, and there were different languages being spoken also yeah. that they said that she wasn't exposed to. But um, we're not going to cover that story. We're going to talk about the movie. So um, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching this when it came out, and it, it creeped me out a little bit. I thought it was an interesting take on it, and I did like how it was very, like, open-ended. Like, you could interpret it as one way or the other way. And it was fun going back and re-watching it because I haven't watched it since it came out. But it was cool to go back because the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, demonic possession, this is a horror movie. And now going back 12 it's years... It's a lot more like a true crime. True yeah, crime, yeah. 12 years later, it's I looked at it more in like a take away the supernatural aspect and look at it from the other side. So it was cool to look at it in both ways and kind of compare the ways it can be viewed, but... Uh, I think that this movie really had unique qualities, and that being that, uh, typically, in exorcism movies, a very dark and scary horror movie, which this wasn't. This wasn't a standard horror movie at all, although it did have aspects of, of truly terrifying scenes. Um, they, total, they took a totally different route with making it a, a court case, uh, which was really interesting to see, because I've never seen another horror movie quite like that. Um, so I definitely appreciated that unique take on it, but... For me, the movie just wasn't a horror, which is fine. I mean, it was an all right movie. It just wasn't exactly what I was looking for in a horror movie. Yeah, I got to agree with you there, Sarah, because, like, I think that was, like, my biggest problem is is the whole, like, tone of the movie wasn't what I was expecting. You know, coming from, like, watching The Exorcist and, like, other kind of possession movies, whereas this, like, I felt like as if, there was, like, an episode of Law & Order, but, like, the episode was, like, a scary theme. <laughs> the you know what I mean? Like, it was, it, was very, <laughs> it was very, like, you know, back and forth. They would go to the flashbacks of, like, the exorcism and straight back to the court case and the flashbacks. So, you know, it was so back and forth that I was just kind of like, what is the vibe of this movie? Like, because it doesn't feel horror to me. And I think that's what, like, the, just the kind of misdirection of that tone is what steered me away, I'd say, a little bit from it. I remember seeing it when it first came out, and I really enjoyed it. And I think it's just because I I like the idea of of demonic possessions. Like, I think it's such an interesting... I like the... I do. I like the idea of this, but I well, won't touch a Ouija board. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it's so, like, the whole supernatural concept is just... It's very interesting, mm-hmm. because it... It leaves so much open to the imagination. You don't know how much of it is is just that, like what your own mind is creating. And when you get into these and you actually like look into the cases of people who claim to have truly been demon possessed, it, it again, it's it's one of those things where it goes back to question like their mental health state. So I I watched this the first time and I enjoyed it because it's. It's a it's a really interesting concept to me, seeing that there is like a court case involved in it, and you're you're watching it unfold. And here this priest is, and he he thought he was doing the right thing, and it actually put him in jail. And it was like it's one of those things where like you didn't really expect that to happen. And it's like I guess it's like there's so many like little political things that you can get from it that are just like it's really interesting to see like how that affects the church and how that affects like people of the cloth and like that they're not outside that realm to be, Mm -hmm. you know, charged with everyday things like we can. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that this movie to me, like watching it the first time, it was all about that demonic possession and 
it was that horror. And then going back and watching it now, like you guys have all said, it very much had that like Law and Order like vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it just it was more of a true crime, which I still. I think it's interesting. I don't think it took away from it. I think that it's just, like, one of those things where, like, as we get older and we progress, we pick different things out of movies. And it's always so cool to go back and watch movies that you've already seen before because it's, like, in this case, you literally got two totally different things out of it. Like, it just totally flip-flopped the whole entire movie. So it was it was really cool to watch it over again and just kind of revisit those things. And it, it changes your mind. It's just interesting. And I think that a movie that accomplishes that is is well done because you know you can literally take two totally different sides from this movie now, and both are relevant something that I was curious that I was curious about when I was watching this was that the priest was being charged um, because they felt that he neglected to think of her mental health as an issue opposed to it being a demonic possession but her parents agreed with what the priest was saying and she agreed with what the priest was saying. Why wasn't her parents also being charged with neglect? I don't know. I don't know laws. <laughs> like, I, 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 I just like was watching it and I was like, well, like her parents are agreeing with the priest and they're like on his side. They're like, yeah, no, dude, we've been going to his church forever. Like we trust him. And, I and wonder we, who we agree with his decision. But he was the only one being charged for it. So, so I'm curious to like why that was. I don't, and I wonder if that was the same scenario in the actual. The actual real situation. Well, I was going to say, I don't think that they, like, actually specify, like, who's the one who um, pursued the charges. Like, was it something where, like, the state pursued it? I think it was the state. Yeah, because because the parents, in the movie at least, I don't know about the real situation, but in the movie, the parents testified in agreement with the... Yeah, with what he did. The priest, yeah. So so that's what I was like. I was like, well, clearly the parents probably weren't the one that pressed charges and after what they had seen their daughter go through i'm sure that like they were to the point where any help was was what they were looking for yeah Yeah. now looking at this from uh other than plot like filmmaking perspective i think that it was well done Mm -hmm. um the writing apart from what we had said already how it was taken in two different contexts um the character development was very well done the main character laura linney she basically turned to this very, like, cynical, like, not cynical, but, like, doubtful character, like, mm-hmm. oh, none of this is real. To a believer. To, to a believer, yeah. And, um, the acting was amazing. Um, yeah, but I can't stand Deb from Dexter. Like, I hate yeah. her burning <laughs> I passion. think, honestly, I, I really thought that the acting was phenomenal, but... It, her acting was great, but her, like, just, there's something about her I that really hurts like, me. Right? Have you watched Dexter? I've watched some of it, but I haven't actually. She's like, the most something. annoying fucking character, and it's so hard yeah. to look past that. But <laughs> um, there were certain things too that I kind of like. There were parts that were very creepy, mm-hmm. but then there were also parts where you're kind of just like, "What the fuck is that?" Like when she was randomly just like contorted and like looking at people, and it's just like, "What I, exactly?" I think like, that the flashing between the court case and the <laughs> my house is haunted. Don't mind that. Um, I think that the flashing between the court the the court case and like um, when she's possessed or sick or whatever, um, I think that flashing between those two things kind of took away from the the horror or 
scary feel that it had because like I'd get into like the horror aspect and the dark scenes and and that and then all of a sudden it'd be back to the court case I'm like mm-hmm. okay I almost felt the horror and then it got taken away so I think that was kind of a downfall but at the same time I think that's what made this movie so unique so it's kind of hard because it's like in one hand I thought it was a really cool idea and the other I'm like ah uh, you know I don't know how I feel about that um, I guess it's just not a movie for everyone yeah it's yeah. really hard yeah, to no, I go completely ahead, agree with you Sierra on on that again <clears> like. When it would switch back to the court cases, that's where it was just kind of like, I, you know, it took that horror feel out of me. And I was just kind of like, all right, uh, you know, I don't. Yeah, it was just I, I guess the whole flip flop. I just really couldn't vibe with it. That's what it, it really came down to. Like, and I found myself um, dr- like zoning out a lot through it and just kind of like, is it over yet? Because this isn't the first time I've seen it. Like, I've watched it when it first came out. And I was just like, you know what? I wasn't really a fan then, but I was also a lot younger. Mm-hmm. So I was like, maybe now that I'm older, like I'll like it a lot more. And there are like elements to it that's great. It was shot well, and the acting was great. But like, just I don't know. I I just the I kept losing that overall horror vibe to it. You know. I almost wonder if they did put more scenes while she was possessed in it, if we would feel differently. Like, if it, even with the flip-flop, I wonder if they focused more on that, more on that than the court case. I, I, I feel that it may have been a better balance at that point. I just feel like, um, I don't think it was meant to be a horror film. I honestly feel like it was meant to be about the trial that actually happened. I, I think it was more of a true crime. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's hard, too, because, like, when I watch movies, a lot of the time I look for, like, an artistic way of, like, how it's filmed. And this, like, a majority of it was shot it's in a It's very straightforward. Yeah. Um, straightforward. I mean, there were, some, there were some interesting parts. Like, uh, I don't know if any of you guys caught on, but um, whenever, like, something bad's about to happen, there's, like, a the color purple shows up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a purple light is somewhere visible. And I, I thought that that was cool. Um, and then... Uh, the one scene at the end where it shows her, like, where she's walking towards the tree and she, like, splits from, like, the demonic part of herself. I thought that that was pretty interesting. But for the most part, just watching the courtroom, like you said, Stephen, like, it, the story had me interested, but I feel like it drug on too long. Like, if it if it was shortened up a little bit, maybe focused more on the whole elements and the possessions yeah, than yeah, the absolutely. court case. But, I mean, like you said too, Sierra, like, maybe it wasn't meant to be a straight horror movie. But um, There is one scene that I absolutely love in this, and it's um, when the priest pulls out the letter that Emily Rose had written him about how she had had that dream where she, what was it, she, like, died or whatever, and she, what was, you know what I'm talking about? That's what about? I was talking about, like, she's walking towards the... Yeah, but, like, she said, like... That that she had get, she was given the choice where she could she could be relieved of her pain and everything or she could suffer through it to well to basically like show the world to to make the world believers that that yeah. you know the demonic that demonic possession is real and that like religion is real essentially I love that scene I don't know it just made me feel like Emily Rose was a total badass being like yeah I'll suffer through it just to prove a point like that was pretty badass at first so that made me feel like yeah. wow <laughs> wow and like like I don't like I'm not super religious or anything I do have some some of my own belief um you, you know that I was raised with or or that I've developed over the years but um it just um when he said I, I truly believe that Emily Rose may one day be recognized as a saint I was like oh that's that's at least she got something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. 
pretty interesting that the only way to become a saint is like, you know, like being a martyr, being demon possessed. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Something. something involving a lot of excruciating shit you probably don't want to go through. You guys want to get in ratings? Yeah. Yeah, let's, cool. let's go for sure. it. Sierra, you go first. Little me. Um, I really, I liked it. I mean, it's not something that I'm going to be like, oh my god, it was the best movie ever. It wasn't the best movie ever, and it wasn't even necessarily what I would consider horror. But I think it was really interesting, and um, I definitely think if you haven't seen it before, definitely take take time out of your day and and check it out, because it is a very unique movie um, with the theme and the way it was shot. Um, If you do not like Deb from Dexter, you probably won't like it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be honest, because I don't like Devin, and it, it definitely created some issues for me. Um, but all in all, I'm going to give this movie a 5 out of 10. Okay. 50%? Steven. I, I think if this movie was actually cut down some, and, you know, there was more of the possession scenes thrown in there, uh, and, they, you know, it, I think I would have been able to enjoy it more. But because the fact that it was, like, two hours... And it was just so back and forth that it, it just it didn't completely ruin it, but it definitely took my interest away a little bit. Um, and you know, I tried to find like redeeming factors because, like I said, you know, when I was younger, I just I was bored the whole time. Whereas this time, like, yeah, I droned out a bit, but you know, there were redeeming qualities. Like the overall story is solid. And, uh, you know, when it came time to the horse, you like, all right, like, when she's eating the spiders, like, I was like, holy shit, yeah, that's fucked up. And she's, like, hobbled in the corner or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, damn, you know what I mean? That's, like, the shit I love. Like, you know, I was like, damn, that's disturbing. But then it would go right back to the court case, and I was like, and then it just, like, my vibe just flipped again. I, I guess I would say, you know, I'd give it a 4.8. Yeah, that's going to be my rating. Not Not a bad movie, but... It's definitely, like, a selective taste, I'd say. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Oh, Dylan um, made himself last. I went first last time. Oh. I don't... I don't know. I don't... I don't think that it's horror. I think, like you guys have... And we, all of us have said that it's more of, like, a true crime. But... I don't think that takes away from it. I really liked the idea of it. I like the concept of it. It's not a typical exorcism movie, and I think that's what's interesting, and I think that's what makes it stick out. Um, Are there things that could have been done better? Absolutely. There's always things that could be better. Um, The acting, I really enjoyed. I thought it was believable, and it definitely had a lot of emotion behind it. My only pet peeve was just who who played her. You know what I mean? It's not that... She her back her acting was bad or anything about that. It's just I just don't really care for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but other than are that, we talking I mean, about Emily just... Rose? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You know what? I, honestly, that's funny. Like, because I was like, who, wait, who are they talking about? I thought you were talking about the um, the lawyer. I've never watched Dexter, so that's why I was like, how have you never watched Dexter? What? I know. I know. It was just a show I slept on and I'm, I'm sure i'll get around to it but yeah no um i don't know there's something about it that annoyed me that's kind of weird she's and i've never watched dexter and that was like your guy's complaint she's like a, a thing that kind of bu- bugged me too is wasn't she like supposed to be like 16 or some shit yeah and she definitely was like much older and she's 19 she's 19 mm-hmm. but even then she doesn't she was look going 19. to university remember that's right 
She doesn't look it though. No. You know? She looks like I don't know. So anyway, back to my rating. Um <laughs> I do I do like it. So I don't think that any of those like little things like took away from it. But I'm gonna give it a five point eight. Oh, you were nicer than us. Dylan, finish it out, bro. Alright. Uh there's Not there were redeeming that was weird. There were redeeming qualities to it. Like I said, like the acting was great. Laura Linney, what a babe. Um, what the fuck are you talking about? The lawyer? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm not like that. <laughs> um, and like, I, I do like, like I said, that it was split up to be taken two different ways because watching it twice, I could look at it from those two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. But I... It's hard to say because I feel like if you took out the court cases and just had the story of the possession, it would have been the same exact movie as The Last Exorcism. Girl at a farm, goes to a barn, does the exorcism in the barn. So it's it's hard to really say whether I would have preferred it one way or the other, but... For the movie that we watched, I I think I'd give it probably a 5.5. So I wasn't totally, like, out there. (laughs) You were nicer than us, Steven. Alright, so that gives it an average of a 5.3. I think that's That's fair. fair. Exorcism is alive and well. The Bible is filled with demons. If you believe in God, you have to believe in the devil. We're looking for the sweets are farm. You want to make a U-turn, and then I want you to go back where you came from. Jeez, go, go! The Last Exorcism was released in 2010. Uh, it was directed by Daniel Stamm. It was written by Huck Botko and Andrew Gerland. It was shot in, like, a documentary found footage style uh, way. It follows a priest who goes on this exorcism. He doesn't... He's done these exorcisms before, and he's always faked it, and he doesn't believe that... Possession, possession's an actual thing. So he goes to this girl's farmhouse and he basically has this plan to shoot this documentary to show how bullshit exorcisms are. How easy it is to, to convince people. Yeah, so he goes, he fakes this exorcism, it doesn't work, the girl's still possessed. So the movie goes on, um, the girl progressively gets worse and worse and worse. Turns out at the end that... Her and her brother were a part of some, like, cult Cult. that were doing, like, a ritual. She was pregnant with some sort of demon baby thing, I guess. They throw it into the fire, and the priest gets killed. They all have baby barbecue. (laughs) There really isn't much explanation. Like, they tried to throw a twist in there, but there really isn't much explanation to what the twist was. So... (laughs) I... I liked this movie initially, like, the beginning of it. I liked it, how, like, the guy was, like, he was an active pastor. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was he was at the church, and it showed him, like, doing his sermons. And then he, the guy was, like, watch, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to sell them a banana bread recipe or a banana cake recipe at my sermon. And she's like, no, you're not. You're just going to look stupid. And he does it. And he's like, can I get an amen? And they're like, amen. But he, like, literally just said the recipe and how to make a banana bread. So it was like, it was like, it was like on one hand, it was really funny because I, I feel like it was pretty much trying to show that, like, religion is, um, is a brainwash type thing. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can manipulate people into believing whatever you're saying. 
But on the other hand, like, if you're religious, it's kind of offensive. <laughs> so, like... Well, I think it played into the plot, really, because it was showing, like, if these people believe that they're possessed, then they'll, like, believe if I say that they're not possessed. And, yeah, and yeah. So it, it played into it. It did. But um, I, I thought it was an interesting concept that, you know, that you have this guy. And it, it explains... The he fact- once did have faith. Well, it, the movie explains the reason why there's a documentary crew, why it's found footage. Like, it's not just randomly, like, we're going to film this, and it's oh, just yeah. found he footage. Oh, yeah, stop because people were being harmed from exorcisms. Yeah. They were dying. Children were being killed from exorcisms because rather than admitting it's a mental illness, they were forcing these kids through really terrible exorcisms that were not helping them, and, and a child ended up being killed because somebody put a plastic bag over a kid's head or something like that. Yeah. So it was an interesting concept. Like I said before... It could have been good. The plot for it, taking out the twist, <clears throat> it's basically the possession scenes from Exorcism of Emily Rose played out in its own movie. I feel like exorcism movies are really difficult because they're so, like, exorcisms are very... I, I don't want to say exorcisms are straightforward, but, like... It's the same thing. There's it's the same concept exactly, overall. Priest, yeah, I mean, there's only priests, so much you can do with it. Yeah, exactly. They go. The priests go in. They determine whether or not they are possessed. They send the information to Vatican. They allow an exorcism to happen. The priests go back in, perform the exorcism, and it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, I think there's only a handful of priests in the United States that, that are can even can do, do an exorcism. For me, like. I, I saw this in theaters, and I was really excited about it, and I was really disappointed. Well, I was really disappointed with it, and I think that it had a lot to do with, like, the end, but there were some really strong scenes that were interesting and interesting concepts, and then there were other scenes when I was just like... That girl straight up got the boots. <laughs> yeah, and I did not... I, I didn't feel the need for the whole found footage thing. I think that that was kind of just like... Jumping on the yeah, bandwagon. Yeah, let's jump on the bandwagon and do something funky, and I don't think there's really a need for it. So I think, like, you know, the bar was set, was set extremely high with exorcisms and uh, movies, and I think that's why they're, like, so repetitive, because look at, like, the impact the exorcist had when it came out, you know, and it's just, like, how do you... It's really hard to try to recreate or live up to that. So I, I could see why, like, a lot of these movies kind of have, like, the whole same setup and everything. Because, like, The Exorcist just knocked it out of the park. And still, to this day, is like, one of those, like, most talked about horror films. You know? And um, I did see a lot of comparison with The Exorcism of Emily Rose, especially watching these two back-to-back. But one scene, I gotta say, that fucked me up is when she killed the cat with, like, the tripod or whatever yeah. on the camera. I was like, oh, that's so fucked. You know what I mean? Like, I left a very unsettling feeling when watching that. And, like... I'm not going to lie, minus the demon baby inferno fucking thing, uh, the fact that the town was in on it as, as like, this cult was totally a hard left that I kind of enjoyed and I was kind of creeped out by because I didn't expect it. It really took me by surprise. Like, I really thought, like, the dad was, like, like convinced, like, he was, like, abusing her and, like, you know, maybe he did knock her up. Like, I don't know. I was kind of, like, you know what I mean? I was siding with, like, the documentary people. It was but an interesting. What, what, it was an interesting twist. My complaint with it really was just that it wasn't developed. It was kind of just like here's yeah, the twist. Yeah, here's the yeah. twist, and then the people filming the movie died, and then it just ends. Yeah, and now no, I know they, they did make a part. Them. They did make a part two, but I haven't watched a part two, so maybe that expands. It's horrible. On it more. How yeah. did the found? Uh, where did they find the footage? 
How did this movie come out? That's my question. This is bullshit. I need answers. <laughs> but I'm not yeah, don't don't sorry. bother with the second one. It's 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 bad. I, I think that's why I didn't watch it. Like I wasn't really like wowed by the first one, and I heard that the second one was pretty bad, so I didn't. Really... I'm so fucking sick of these stupid ass found footage fucking movies. Thanks, Blair Witch. Fucking this. <laughs> hey, don't you talk Whoa, about Blair Witch way. that way. <laughs> I'll talk about whoever I want. But. No, I mean, there there were some cool things. There were a lot of creepy parts. The acting was well done. Um, Ashley Bell, who played Nell, the possessed girl, she, she did a good boots. job. She was really creepy, and she the way they contorted her body, she was able to do that on her own. Like she did, wow. did like bending over backwards and stuff. She like they didn't use any special effects. For I feel like her possession, her. Being possessed was a lot more realistic than Emily Rose being possessed. Yeah. I think that she did a better job. Because, I mean, like, I, f- I feel like regardless of how possessed you are, your body's only going to let you bend so much before your back breaks, you know? So I feel like Emily Rose was very unrealistic, whereas Nell was very possible. Like, uncomfortable, but very possible. I love how they find out that she's, like, not actually possessed because she says something like, a blowing job. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, like, wait, like, a wait, demon what? would definitely know what a blowjob yeah. is. <laughs> that shit had me laughing. But... That was so fucking stupid. Okay, I just want to throw this out there. Whoever wrote this movie fucked up, man. Can we please talk about the best scene in this movie? When she got the bitch's boots. She got them. She looked at them. Not only did she get her boots, and the girl but she just, was like, knocking legitimately boots, too. Was, like, took them off and handed them to her. I think she was the demon, and I think she was possessing everybody else. That's why she got the boots. You keep talking about boots. Like, they were cute fuck? boots. I'm glad that she specified that, though, because for the last ten minutes, I thought she was saying boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't lo- remember her getting titties. I titties. loved her boots. They were so nice. I would have worn them. Good boots. I still think that you can substitute boobs into that. Yeah. <laughs> she got the boobs. I like those boobs. I'd wear them. <laughs> Alright, you guys have anything else to say no, about... No, this movie sucked. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. Alright, well, do you want to go into your rating then for it? Four. Four. Alright. Four. I just give it a four. It was like, you know, I just, Okay, I don't think it was the actors at all. I think that the actors were fairly good. And I think it, like, there was comical aspects yeah. to it that I appreciated. Like, it was a little silly. But I feel like the, whoever wrote the film just was like... Fuck it. I agree. Um, Steven. Agree? No, I know. I was just saying I agree uh, with Sarah. Thanks. I thought, I thought this movie was solid, although they should have definitely explained the plot twist at the end because it was just really thrown in our face. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Like, that's like the... That's the... the vibe, like, how I felt, actually. Like, when it ended, I was just like, what the fuck just happened right More now? More explanation, please. <laughs> Yeah, and if they would have explained it, uh, it definitely would have got a higher rating. But overall, it wasn't bad. I've definitely enjoyed it more than uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. Uh, I did. I really liked the the pasture or whatever. So uh, yeah, you know, I I thought it was a solid movie, but um, it definitely should have explained the ending more. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a solid six. But don't watch the second one. It's not worth it. <laughs> Erica. Um, okay, I really was not okay with the whole found footage thing. I didn't think that it was something that was necessary here. 
I love the Blair Witch, so it has nothing to do with that. The Blair Witch is what started all this shit. But I think that this was a movie where it wasn't necessarily, like, a necessity to have it as a found footage. You can't have an exorcism movie and a found footage movie. That's not fair. Um, the ending really, like, just fucked it for me. (laughs) I feel like they could have done so much more, like, changed it. I don't know. There was stuff that they could have done that could have really, like, made this movie, like, a lot better. Like, I think, had it not been found footage, and I think if they tweaked the ending and not had the whole, like, demon baby bonfire... (sighs) that it would have been a pretty, like, pretty solid movie. I think that while her acting wasn't, like, my favorite, like Dylan said, like, her contortions and stuff like that were so much more believable, and they were obviously realistic because she was doing them. Um, Which is badass. It is, yeah. You gotta be fucking flexible. I'm just stuck on Demon Baby Bonfire. Like, <laughs> I like <laughs> Hashtag Demon Baby Bonfire. I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of baby, baby barbecue every once in a while. <laughs> All right, continue. Let's see, you're the fucking cannibal. Um, no, no, babies. I'm keeping my children away from you. No, you're not. <laughs> um. Oh, shit, I'm gonna give this movie like a a four point eight. Wow, you went higher than I did. All right. Break it down, Tom. Um. There were parts that I thought were creepy for sure, but it there's nothing really that stood out to me too much. Like it's it it was forgettable for me, but I don't necessarily think it was a terrible movie. Um I I thought the twist was interesting, but they really could have expanded on it more and like I said, I haven't seen the sequel, so if you're listening to this and you're like, You're a fucking idiot, they did it in the second one, I I'm sorry. <laughs> uh but I mean wasn't great, wasn't bad. I'd probably give it like a five. Let's see what our average horror haven rating is. Alright, so that gives it an average of a five. It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her little piece each time you have a lot of spirits in here but there's one that i'm most worried about because it is so hateful the conjuring was released in 2013 it was directed by james wan it's based on a true story of the parents and ed and lorraine warren Uh, it follows a family who moves into a new house there's strange occurrences that start happening they call the warrens who are paranormal investigators to look into it the mom ends up getting possessed, tries to kill the children. Debunked. Not debunked. Um. They perform an exorcism. <laughs> I just want to say, if your life gets to the point where the Warrens show up, shit has hit the fan and just... It's you've fucking, lost all control. You've lost. you've lost all control if the Warrens show you up. You need to just burn door. your house and walk away. Yeah, just give up. But don't do that because that won't even save you. Of the three movies we covered... This one was definitely my favorite. This is a favorite of mine, and I know that it gets a lot of shit. I know that a lot of James Wan movies gets a lot of sh- get a lot of shit. 
Um, they're very, like, love-hate. Some people think they're amazing. Some people think they're absolutely terrible. I'm back and forth with them because he's made some shitty movies. He's made some great movies. What I are think... some shitty ones he's made? Annabelle? Did he make Annabelle? He didn't make Annabelle. I fucking hate Annabelle. Um, I do think that the spinoffs and the sequel to this movie were really not great. They're not bad, but they're not... They're chasing money. They didn't capture what this movie had. So we'll talk about this movie in depth a little bit. Um, Dylan's so passionate about this film. I I really like this movie. No, I like this movie too. And I I think the thing that's fun about James Wan is I feel that he focuses on paranormal horror, which is not my favorite type of horror, but this movie really does give you a lot of really good scares. And it's not just jump scares. It has amazing special effects makeup. The demon in it, totally scary. And it makes me very happy because it doesn't look like fucking Darth Maul. Like <laughs> other films, I can't mention any names. Um, yeah. They did a great job, and, and the practical effects in this film really just killed it, which I appreciate. I also love Joey King. Mm-hmm. She's, like, one of my favorite actors, so it was, like, really cool. Because um, when I watched this the first time, I didn't realize it was her because she looked so young in it. Which she she always looks very young. She's, she's just very youthful but um i think that she did a great job in this movie too like her fear seems so sincere she's a great actress she really is she's like huge upcoming like just amazing actress um but yeah i love this film i think it's awesome and i think it's cool too because like the first half of it is like your standard haunted house Mm -hmm. and then it meets an exorcism movie which um so it, it changes that stereotypical exorcism movie that you expect um, by crossing it over with like an Amityville kind of feel, which was yeah. fun, and and who doesn't love to hear about the Warrens? Um, because they're real people that really did these things. I don't know how accurate this is to them, and I know that they've worked on it and they've talked and they've interviewed for it, so that they had some sort of idea. I know that it's dramatized to some extent. Yeah, of course. Um, but I just think it's really cool to have this information out there and and really do talk about what these people do, um, whether you believe it's true or not. They are helping people in their way, whether it's, you know, literally, spiritually, or if people are believing and it helps them because of their beliefs. Yeah. Going back to what you said, like, there were, like, with the scares for it, there were jump scares, but there was also, like, psychological horror to it, which is really cool. There was, like, suspense, which was cool, and then there was... There were special effects, which were really cool. Like, it basically took every kind of horror and, like, blended it into one movie. You didn't appreciate my club club? No. That was for so, the movie! Um, the jump scares were tasteful, I yeah, thought. Yeah, they weren't, they I weren't ones that I don't think that they were right overkill. What was that movie that, that they, they were Oh, it was the second Conjure, right? Wasn't which there one? a second one? Yeah. yeah. With, with all the shitty jump scares? They were... I don't want to get too much into the second one. I want to cover it in the future, but... There was a lot of CGI in the second one, and there was a lot of jump scares, and that kind of turned me away from it because what I love so much about this one is the practical effects. And it's like I can read his mind. Um, but the the first time I watched this movie, I was really bummed out actually because we went and saw it opening night, and the crowd was fucking horrible, and it really turned me away from going to see horror movies opening night for a while because. It like everybody was like screaming and like just really fucking like just being really fucking dramatic and it just took me away from it completely because I was trying so hard Didn't to get into it. Didn't we see the second one opening night too? 
Yeah, but that one I was kind of just like, I wasn't as into it. We went and saw this opening night, and it was me and my mom and my brother. And there was a bunch of Marines behind us. And the AC unit was leaking, and my mom thought the guy was, like, spitting on her because he was acting like a little bitch the whole fucking movie. And she turned around, she was like, if you can't talk without fucking spitting on people. And this fucking dude turned, like, sheet white. So the clap clap part, he screamed so loud that he made my mom and my brother both scream equally as loud because his scream scared the shit out of everybody. And it was just like 40 minutes of laughing after that because anytime any little noise made anybody like jump, everybody was just like thinking of him screaming like a bitch and just laughed. I I don't know. Like it it took me away from it. down here, we've gone because uh, this was in New York. Now that we're in North Carolina, anytime we've gone to an opening night horror movie, the crowd is super like into it's it awesome. and like yeah. it's, actual, like, it's awesome. actual it's actual fans and it's not a bunch of teenage kids going in yeah. there to be assholes. Yeah. Which I I really love that aspect. You but, know um, why? It's because the theater we go to now isn't connected to the mall. <laughs> That's why. It's yeah. true, but it, there's also I I think that because it's a military town, yeah. there's, there's not you know like where we're from. How many Friday nights? What is there to do? Yeah, you're going to go to the mall. You're going to go to the movies. Um, the second time I watched this though, because I was like, it came out on Blu-ray, and Sierra actually bought it for me. She, like the day it came out, because I was like, I really like I was I was bummed out. I was like, I really wanted to watch the movie and enjoy it, and I couldn't. So she bought it. She dropped it at my house, and, uh... I won Wife of the Year, that well, <laughs> Girlfriend of the Year at the time. I ended up watching it. I took it, I had, like, I got my, uh, my brother and my dad, I'm like, yo, let's watch this fucking movie. So it was my brother and my dad, and my shithead stepbrother at the time, no longer related, but, uh, <laughs> complete, complete fucking, like, oh, I'm tough, I'm tough. Uh, so I'm watching it, and I had already seen it, I already knew it was good. And we're watching it, my brother and my stepbrother have the blanket pulled over their head the entire fucking movie because they're terrified. And, they're, you know, they're not young. They're, like, fucking high schoolers at the time. Like 16. And uh, my dad, who... Every movie I show him, he's like, oh, this is stupid, this is stupid. The whole time, he's, like, clutching the fucking chair, and he's like, this movie's fucked. This movie's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it just redeemed it so much for me. We- See, I don't think that this movie is all that scary. I think that it has really good effects that are creepy, and I think that it had some jump scares, but I didn't think it was, like, terrifying. It's the anxiety. I think yeah. It's, yeah. it's very much, to me, this movie was very much that very reminiscent feeling that I, I discussed when we discussed Jeepers Creepers. Like, it gives you anxiety. Like, the whole movie... Like, the basement scene? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I love I was like, she's, like, going down these fucking stairs, and I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I grew up in an old house. So you're Tell me it house. doesn't look like my fucking basement well, that's, in That's my house. Like, growing up, my house had really old wooden steps like yours, and my basement was an earth basement. It was dug out. That's the third stair. And it's just like, to me, like going down those stairs, I remember getting anxiety in my own house, just walking by the basement door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were times at night when you like, you were like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs and go to bed. And you like hold ass past that door. Like, I relate you were to just... every movie that has the kid. Like, and the stab Like really slowly going down the basement. So every time I see that, like... I saw it in It, it remake exactly. it. Every time I see a kid going down, like, cellar store, cellar room You store, just, like, relate. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that feeling. But it just, and like... every house I ever lived in, too, until I lived it here. It gives you... Basements. 
that anxiety. And I think that that's like, but it does. It gives you that very like tangible fear in a movie. And I think that a movie that does that is a very well done movie because you can have things that are visually scary and you can have things that like jump scares and like that are intentional and meant to scare you. But anything that gives you like actual fucking anxiety about what's going on, I think is just such a well done movie because it's like your heart's going like you're feeling what they're you're what you imagine they're feeling. And it's like, I think that's such a cool thing and a cool experience to have in a movie, especially like in the theater because there's, like, you're surrounded by strangers and, like, the last thing you want to do is be that little bitch that screams really loud. <laughs> or, flings, or jumps, like, really yeah, bad. Jumps yeah, jumps really bad. Exactly. That's the biggest thing. When I'm at a movie, I feel a little self-conscious. I'm like, please don't jump to your beach. We actually found out looking into this movie that the house where this was it's filmed at... It's an hour from us. Not even. It's, like, 40, 40 minutes, minutes away from yeah. us. Yeah. So I definitely want to do a little drive-by one night. Yeah, and... but you can actually go and see the house, but, you can, like, it's gated off so you can see it from the road, but it, it has a bit of a driveway, but it does look like Google Street views. You can see it from the road. Yeah. Yeah, this was um this was the first modern day horror movie that actually scared me. And like it lived up to the hype I was hearing because I didn't see it opening weekend. I was I was told like cuz I I'm going to be the first to say that's all that comes out anymore is paranormal horror movies. Like that was like ever since uh what paranormal activity? Like yes, that that the first one had great success and then Every other horror movie coming out was just straight paranormal. So I was like, great, another fucking paranormal, like, kind of, even though this is more of possession. uh, But I I almost disregarded it, and then I was told by my cousin Nick and a couple of other friends, like, yo, you gotta check this movie out. Like, it's fucking legit. So I went, I think with my whole family, we all went... They were like, let's just do something as a family. And it's funny, like, my mom watching horror movies, like, I, I ought to start recording her because her reactions are just, like, so... She gets so fucking scared easily anymore. And I don't get it because, like, being married to my, my dad and, like, you know, how my grandfather was with all the horror movies, I thought she'd be desensitized by now. But no, I felt like with age, she just became more, like, fucking scared. And, like, that the whole movie, she pretty much had her shirt over her face and so did my stepdad so i said fuck you know what like this movie's really having an effect and i'm loving it like i was was straight feeding off the energy um i didn't have any many obnoxious kids maybe because it was was wasn't opening weekend there was like a couple of weeks after it or already been out it was an overall like awesome experience and i was legit terrified like when the the witch or the demon is up on that cupboard and they can up fucked me up and like my mom i think was like the loudest scream in the fucking theater so it was just i was like this is so cool all this organic reaction right now and uh, it it definitely lived up to the hype this is one of my favorite modern day horror movies yeah i agree and it it really was like a breath of fresh air because up until this point like a lot of the horror that was being released was just like shit after shit after shit yeah so to go and like go in and be like, all right, this is actually pretty fucking scary. Like, it, it was cool. I feel like horror movies, um, 
big horror movies have really taken a similar turn to like the blockbuster action, mm-hmm. where it doesn't have to be good to be released in a, on a on a wide range. I think like when it comes to really great horror for modern days, you really need to check out the independent yeah I agree. horror films to find yeah. the good stuff because the ones that are almost not not all of it, but but a lot of the ones that are going to theater and getting those big promotions are similar to the blockbuster action movies where they fall short. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, this movie, too, I, I read... It was a fact that I read. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, they made the movie... They made it very mild because they wanted to go for a PG-13 rating, so they submitted it to the MPAA, and they brought it back with an R rating. So they were like, well, we made this like very like tame. Why is it getting an R rating? So they went, and the MPAA straight up said, like, the only reason it has an R rating is because of how truly terrifying it is. Like, this is too scary to be a PG-13 movie, and they didn't even argue with it. That's they're like, awesome. They're like, all right, we're not going to cut it anything out. That's a compliment. Yeah, they're like, we're not even going to cut anything out. And if really, honestly, to have a horror movie that is so tame but so scary, because when I see PG-13 horror, a lot of the time I'm like, all right, that's going to be pretty fucking, like, yeah. whatever. It's going to be a whatever movie. So... I hate when they go for a PG-13 rating. It's like, why are you doing that? Well, it's to expand the audience because you have younger, like, teenagers can go and see it without having an adult with them. That's basically what it is, which is what they were going for here. Yeah, but that's the whole reason I I don't want a PG-13 rating. I don't want fucking 13-year-olds on the movies. They don't care what you want. They care about what's going to sell tickets. I understand that, but I'm sick of going to the openings and getting to deal with the fucking teenagers. It's um, so annoying. It was cool that, uh, that they had that... They, they had that going for them because they made such a tame movie where it wasn't reliable. It wasn't... It didn't rely on blood and gore and... Curse words and... Cursing and, like, shock. There was no sh- shock to it, really. It was just... Yeah, it was just straight... It was, it was sincere horror. Yeah. Well, Maybe we should talk like about the exorcism in it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, that... like this, this was, like, the first movie also to make me, like, turn the lights on. Going to the bathroom, you know? Like, it had that effect on me, and I felt it... Like you said, Dylan, it was like a breath of fresh air. Because, like, modern-day horror, you know, it's hit or miss, you know? And most of the time, it's a miss. And, like, this was, like, what I needed. Like, I needed to be scared like that again. And, it, yeah, it didn't rely on gore. It didn't rely on anything like that. It was just pure scariness. And, uh, like, all right, like, the mom, when she was possessed and she was coming through the basement walls... Uh, towards her one daughter. Mm-hmm. God, that shit gave me fucking nightmares. I, I made a joke when we were in the theater. It was the only joke that I made. Did I didn't. Leah? I didn't like yell it, but when she like when they call her name and she turns and she's like fully like transformed, whatever you want to call it. I was like, oh shit, that looks like Joey from Full House. And I, I said it this time too, and we were watching it, and Sarah looked, and like the second it happened, I was like, tell me that doesn't look like Joey from Full House, and she she. Thought, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> oh shit I have to like I feel like I need to go back and watch it now and just watch like him, pull the picture of Joey dude I think I need to go back can we pull this clip up yeah hold on hold on Dylan needs to pull this up and if you're listening check it out let us know what you think does it look like Dave Poulier I think that's how you say it right ask Alanis Morissette uh, doesn't she go down on him in the theater <laughs> <laughs> and another cool thing is I got yes what I oh was my god <laughs> is I, it, up a, I gotta pull it up 
Hold on, I'll send it to you. It looks like like a demonic Dave Coulier. But the the scene though, like talking about the the exorcism a little bit more though. Um, when she has the sheet over and the sheet rips and it's like just like you kind of get a glimpse of of the demon. That was fucking creepy on its own. Um, talking directly about the exorcism, um, they find a priest to do the exorcism and they're waiting for it to be approved. And um, she just, like, goes full-on, like, demonic possession. So they, the priest ends up not being able to make it for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Well, no, they're waiting for the approval from the Vatican. From yeah. the Vatican. Yeah. So they don't get the approval. The girl goes full-on demonic possession, and uh, Ed Warren's like, uh, I guess I'm going to do this. Like, we're going to have a, an exorcism without a priest today. Uh, he did a pretty good job. I'd say he was a successful exorcist. Yeah, he w- he was great. Uh, honestly, I did get the, the approval cast- the next morning. So. <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of this movie. Like I, I can't help but praise it for the effect it's had on me and clearly on everyone else, you know? It, it was just done so well. And, like, you know, horror hasn't... It's been, it's been missing a lot lately. And this definitely filled that gap. Did you guys have any complaints with the movie? Not, not a single one, to be honest. I had one. I, it's not really too much of a complaint, but, like, I feel like the whole Annabelle thing could have been left out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, like, I don't I, think it was I, necessary. I, I was really, like, invested in the the story with the parents and, like, the, the, the main story of the movie. And then they took away to show, like, the daughter... And how she's at the house when the parents were gone, and uh, do you know that was just added the in doll, for dramatic effect? The doll like comes out, and it, yeah, I feel like it was thrown in for a scare, but it, it, I feel like it could have been left out altogether, and it wouldn't have made any difference to the movie. I have a question, um, and this is sincere. Please don't get annoyed for me asking this. Um, what happens when somebody performs an exorcism without permission from? from I don't think they consider it a true exorcism. So that's it? Like, there's no, like... I don't the Pope think isn't going to come and kill you or something? No, no. like, I don't think there's no, any, like, but they're probably frowned upon. Yeah, I'm sure I don't think there can be. If you're a priest, I bet you you're kicked out of the Catholic Oh, yeah, church. if you're a priest, yeah. you're probably in deep shit for doing that. Because I was just, like, thinking about it. It's like, well, like, what gives him the authority to do an exorcism at all? And that's why I was confused, and I was wondering, like, do you, ha- like... Is it actually possible for, like, just a standard human to do an exorcism? Or if you have to, like... I feel like you have to believe in what you're doing in order to... Well, yeah, I think because, that... Because, like, that's how the, de- the, the the religious aspect of that would work, right? Well, the same majority of, like, possessions happen to those who are, like, extremely religious. It, it can happen to it. Exactly, because they're aware of it. Mm-hmm. And they're seen as a, a threat if you would, by the devil or Satan or whoever. So he uses him as, like, a vessel. Let's get into ratings. I was just going to ask that. I was like, (laughs) do we have anything else to add? Ratings! Ratings, ratings. I'm going to give this movie an 8.7. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun. Uh, It had great acting. Um, The settings were great. The house is super cool. It's filmed near my house, so I could go and stop the people that live there. It's really fucking awesome. I'm glad that you like it because 
I fanboy about this movie all the time, and you never say anything. So since this came out four years ago, I have yet to know if you actually like it, or if you're just like zoning out anytime I say anything about it. I ignore you. No, I like the it. mystery I mean, is solved. I'm definitely not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as in love with it as you are. Um, I think it's a solid movie. I think it's a great horror movie. I think it's an extremely great paranormal horror. Um, but Paranormal Horror is just not my favorite, so that's where it doesn't get a nine. So, uh, moving on to our next person, Erica, who no, loves Paranormal No, Steven. What? Oh. Oh, I fucked up the uh, order. Steven! Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't help but praise this movie. This was what... How uh, this is on? This fucking... This, nah, this is seriously what, like, a, like horror fans needed, because there was just nothing but disappointment after disappointment. And I'm not going to lie, at first I was like, another fucking paranormal horror movie, great, you know? Because it was like a fucking trend for years after the first paranormal activity had success. And I'm so happy that I gave it a chance, and I'm so happy, like, you know, like I was like, it, it, the movie showed me up and just kind of reinstilled my faith that there's still good horror movies coming out. You just got to really look. Or they just take a bit, because this movie fucking blew it out of the water. I was genuinely scared. Um, you know, I fucking... I just... I have nothing but good things to say about it. So, I'm gonna give this an 8.9. Holy fuck! It's literally yeah. point two points more than you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Erica. I'm just gonna give it an 8.8. <laughs> So that it's like the in between. No, it's such. It really is a solid movie. I I'm a big fan of the paranormal. I think it's so interesting. And whether you believe in demonic possession or not, it's so interesting. Just watch some YouTube shit, dude. It'll change your mind. Just don't watch anything on flat Earth. Everybody, tag (laughs) Eric in pictures of aliens. Don't you do that. (laughs) All right. So eight point eight. Um, yeah, eight point eight. It's it's it really is a solid movie, and I am probably going to be stalking their house with Sarah. Solid movie. It's just a good movie. It's the the anxiety back to the whole anxiety feel. That is like my favorite thing. Like I feel like any horror movie that like gives that is like hell yeah. <laughs> it's it just like it makes you feel like you're part of the movie. Mm-hmm. I like being part of things. That's why I'm here. Alright, I guess we're all on the same page because I'm going to give it a 9. Yes! There we go. <laughs> yes! Um, it's an 8.8 in it. I, it's one of those movies that I I could watch it again and again. I'd probably get the same effect out of it. It's something that like, in the age of jump scares and CGI It took you back. It, it brought some practical effects in, which I needed. The jump scares like you said, Erica, they were very tasteful. They weren't like just random thrown in. And honestly, if the movie was all just jump scares, I probably would have hated it, but it was a blend of all these things. Um, the way it was shot was great. Like, um, It did this, have really nice cinematography. Yeah, the cinematography was really good. Um, the characters were great. Like, you, you grow to, like, want to see this family over, overcome the event. And a cool take on an exorcism to where it wasn't just the same movie rehashed again that we've already seen. Like, it, it was a cool way that they went about doing it. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a 9. Okay. Right on. And that gives it an average rating of an 8.9.
All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of Quarium Podcast. Uh, thank you again for listening. Tune in next week. We're going to be covering Nightmare on Elm Street to kick off October. Also, check out our special bonus episode. Yeah, we're going to be releasing another episode alongside this one. Um, it's going to be kind of like a, I guess, like a season finale, but we're not taking a break. Uh, it's going to be recapping the last 100 movies that we covered because uh, The Conjuring was our 100th movie. <laughs> wow. Well, that's Stop. awesome. We rock. Yeah, so uh, we're kind of going to be recapping it, and um, we're going to be talking about our three favorites that we've covered, three least favorites, and our favorite episode. So tune into that. It'll be released alongside this, and we hope you enjoy it. Check us out on Instagram at Horror Haven Podcast, on Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast, and on our website at horrorhavenmedia.com. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a great night. Do not send me alien pictures on Instagram. Tiger on Instagram. <laughs>